same drama when things went wrong, we blame mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. Mama, and who's thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary. One day, running from the police, that's right. Mama, catch me, put a whipper to my backside. And even as a fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. Welcome back to Dear Mama, Hi Daddy podcast, where it's a safe space to heal our childhood wounds and identify the struggles it brings into our adulthood. Hashtag speak up. Today, I wanted to just take some time and share where I'm at with this whole journey. When I started my self-healing journey, I never thought it would land me here. So welcome to Dear Mama, Hi Daddy. I just wanted to update everyone on pretty much what's been going on. If you've been following me and my story, I was posting things on um, TikTok related to where I was at in my self um, healing journey. I decided to start because I did not seek, um, you know, outside therapy. I spoken and had um, sessions with therapists, but I never found a therapist that I meshed with. But I did learn a lot, wrote down a lot, researched a lot, journaled, prayed, got close with God, and it landed me here. Um, in my healing journey, I realized just things I would bring up a lot. Um, my mom, for instance, and just a lot of traumas that happened throughout my generations and my immediate family. And um, I just wanted to discover, I wanted to explore that. I wanted to explore why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why I dissociated from situations like zone completely out and sometimes zone out to where I didn't remember what I was like saying. It was just very unhealthy patterns. So I started off my healing journey by just going to the source. I went to my grandmother and she pretty much told me her story and that took a couple of weeks. Like I was calling her every day and I was journaling. I remember starting the podcast and just kind of writing where I was at. I cried for her. I cried with her. And then I went through her kids journeys and just seen heard patterns of you know living with my mom to not only realize that she may not be a narcissist but she just picked up narcissistic behaviors not that of my grandma but of her father and my grandfather which he passed away when she was younger so she had these childhood wounds that you know I kind of knew about but I never explored in itself because again she had anxiety from it so she would just tell the story fast and kind of ignore it after and I would have questions but I was so uncomfortable to ask her and my grandma just being so gentle with me and um, patient she taught me their stories of her perspective. So then I went to those sources and tried to talk, but they weren't ready to. And, you know, our family being Christians, I just wondered why that vulnerability would hurt so much. I was always taught to just give it to God, push it at your feet, give it to God. But I felt like that was another way to say, ignore, ignore it. Because I, I felt, I didn't feel in my spirit that God wanted me to ignore what I was feeling. Um, And so I sought out more information to give to 
my grandma of what she was feeling, what she was experiencing, um, symptoms from what she experienced. And that went along with, you know, her childhood sexual assaults. And then I just looked at the patterns of my mother's and mine and the not speaking up about it. And I, I kind of just got tired of it. And as that's on my mind, um, my, the person that abused me, I had, um, like a nightmare about. And I was having weird dreams on and off through this whole experience in that spiritual war. I was crying. I was um, feeling just people in my family that passed. I was just feeling hurt and grieving and like truly grieving. Like I never, when my uncle um, died by suicide, I, I didn't know how to grieve. No one taught me. I kind of just knew he, he was gone. And at that, I didn't believe it because I dissociated myself of my mom was trying to get in when you know we went over and found out so me being I don't know sticking up for her or catching myself I ran inside um I didn't necessarily go upstairs and see him but I saw legs I saw I knew that there was a dead body and of course they rushed me out and when I got out my mom was sitting in his car that's all I remember and I actually just recently remembered more of it I just remember before experiencing this i just remember my mom watching my mom sit in the car i don't even really remember how we got home like what happened afterward i just i know that that was a deep pain for me and her that day my mom did eventually i had to see like a counselor i don't know if she knew but um i was seeing like an anger management counselor or something some some white lady <laughs> that used to visit me but she gave me this journal this purple journal i remember and i just fit I feel like the only thing that helped me with those sessions was that journal. She's like, just write down how you feel. Don't ever forget, you know, that you, you are poetry. And so I remember her words from that, but I didn't, I don't remember like follow-ups or um, just the attention that I needed because who could give that if they weren't, they themselves were never taught. So again, everyone who's like, your mom deserves this and that, I think that she deserves healing too. And I think in order for her to heal, I had to go to my grandma's stories, not necessarily heal her yet, but heal through. It encouraged me to stick up for my my story and not deflect what happened to me onto what happened to her. I just took that resilience and spoke up about mine. And I thank her and I hope that through me going through this experience, there's healing on the other side for all of us. And um, so um, anyway, going back to this TikTok that went viral i posted that as a way to just like i had the photos in my head and i just in my hidden photos and i just like i'm just gonna let it go like that's my way of letting it go i don't want to push it down i i i feel like i've tried to give it to god in the past and that's where that started is just the um nightmare and coming to and that's when i said let go and let go I'm just going to follow what my spirit's telling me. I'm not saying my, well, you know, my spirit did say make a TikTok. It was like, just put it out there, put it out there. I wasn't thinking the world would see, but I was like, someone will see. I wasn't like seeking validation, but I just, when I got it, I never knew how liberating, like I said, what that would feel. Just that I believe you. I've never heard that. I think the shame wounds from, well, first, let me just get into when you speak up about your abuse. What I'm experiencing, at least, is you might get attacked by that 
abuser's family because they grew a relationship with the abuser of love. Like any, you know, there's murderers that went to jail and their parents still love them. You're going to experience shame wounds. I felt disgusting all over and I won't even say you, I'm going to say me, what I feel. Shame wounds brought up because although they seemed argumentative in the comments of why didn't you move? Why didn't you get away from this guy? You know, you had every opportunity. There were some opportunities, but when you have been groomed and when you have other traumas that you're dealing with like I said, I was dealing with the grief of my uncle. When you're going through that, you don't know. You're 13. You're a child. I want other survivors to know that childhood, I'm not sure what I can say on here, but SA is, is not your fault. You're a child. You, you, were not, you did not have enough information about life to hold the capacity to understand, to make that decision. Don't think that it's your fault. And once you start speaking up and really seeing how the other person on the other side of this acts, you really, for me, I realized how disgusting it was only from his responses. Like I said, if he had a coming to Jesus moment, like all these years, I felt disgusted with myself for doing this. I've, I've went to God about it. I've repented. I've prayed. I've, you know, I've never heard anyone. I probably wouldn't like of course, full on believe this person, but seeing how, you know, the people around him, he's never hurt or things like that. I would have really prayed about it. And I think that things would have went differently. But right now, I just think that God's working in it because truth prevails. And again, we do have these platforms, call them out. I think that what I'm going through with trying to be silenced by defamation, um, he threatened that in the comments his family has threatened me with that. I have yet to receive any, you know, court date or, you know, that was also said. I just wanted to trust. I don't know. I'm not aware of that. Um, but for, you know, your abuser to really sit there and try to sue you for speaking up, go through it because then they have to know what you're trying to defamate on and everything has to be said. For me, I am recording the journey for other women that just don't know how. You know, I'm going to link the website of what where I started and I'm going to share a little bit on here about if you have been abused in whatever state you are, not necessarily walking into the sheriff's office, but calling and just asking questions about what steps you take. Usually there are victim funds that can help you through it. You also can call your insurance company or if you have like a broker for if you have a home, you can um, get money for funding to just help you get justice. There's ways around this. You can post it. The people listening that want to support, there is a link to, I just only have like cash out, but if you are one of those who want to um, just help that funding, that's there because I'm sure that you know, traveling is going to be involved for my situation because I don't live in the state anymore. But I do feel like I can't stop here, that I have to keep going through it. So being threatened to be sued made me want to, not threaten back, but made me like want to fight back more because you're not just going to, what my abuser is not going to do is silence me again. I, again, I didn't realize how wrong it was. I've been told by several therapists that, you know, I was groomed, but I still, I ignored it. I was just like, well, he got away with it then. I'm able to now going through this, tell the story with less crying. I was boo-hoo face crying. Um, <laughs> you're going to experience some emotions. What I realized is I was so scared to tell my story because I didn't think I would get on the other side of it. I didn't think that I would survive it because I am a survivor of my own suicide attempts. I am um, from a family that has experienced a loved one committing suicide. So it's just heartbreaking to think 
that my mind that in the past I thought my mind would get there but honestly it's just been like I said liber- like, I don't know any other word to explain this but liberating truly this is, is this whole experience has taught me a lot about myself about family friends about to be vigilant for and I gained a inspiration a passion that I always knew was there for helping women and helping children but now it's just being manifested and I've prayed about it I was like God you know the desires are my heart I want to help so again anyone who is posting their abuser who um you're scared of being silenced with a suit cover their face um but post your story tell your story because your specific story about what you went through i'm not saying was good but there is a resilience that needs to be shared it sparks lights it sparks so many other people it gives them you know the light that was dimmed by our abusers it it sparks something in us again like i said i was seeing other women do it and i was like i kept getting little sparks little sparks i was like it's time it's time to experience this i've been ignoring it for so long i just wanted to also share a little bit of information i um have about grooming and dissociation of that process i want everyone also to know you know there's a trigger warning before all this because it is hard to kind of take in so grooming Um, If you guys are on my TikTok, I'm going to be posting a little more information about that. But again, it's just an adult person. It can be of that of a coach, um, a mentor, someone close to the family, just someone who makes you feel like you're safe with them, but ends up doing an assault. Also, dissociation from that situation, our, our, our whole being will go inside to self-soothe, will go in our head, will help us, tells us our body is not going through this when it is going through something traumatic, but that's how it keeps us safe. But it also is, you know, it's like a catch-22 because you don't remember the full situation, but you know that something traumatic happened to your body. You can have stress, anxiety, PTSD from it, in which I suffered with all, suffer with all. Schizophrenia could develop. That has not happened to me, but I do know that it's happened to my great-grandmother and, you know, healing this i feel is even healing her for it's a while so if you guys want more information on those i make tiktok videos now (laughs) about it because that's just that's where i'm at i want to learn more about it i can't click with certain therapists that are in my town maybe i need to go online but i just they they haven't helped me as much as when i write down and pray and actually like we have like i said we have the internet and just looking stuff up and reading articles and i mean actually like doing an actionable like they'll give tools online certain things therapists and their websites of writing gratitude tools of ways to remember what you dissociated writing it down is everything so yeah i just wanted to get on here and share that quick little little bit and again what you can experience from your abuse what i'm going through it was very challenging it was very hard i cried i was quiet i thought i wouldn't get on the other end of it um but honestly like i said the people encouraging me to just like keep going is like I needed that now I'm just like encouraged to keep going no one's ever said that they believe me and I can't let the people that are saying this all these nice things to me down I can't let myself down I can't let my younger self down my inner child I'm parenting her I'm mothering her I'm being everything that I I needed and everybody saying all the nice things are saying everything that I didn't know I needed this whole experience is crazy uh you I've been made fun of this is horrible but i'm just gonna say this on here like i am not trans respect to those who have that journey i'm a woman i've had 
children gained a little weight and I will say me and my brother look alike. <laughs> that's horrible to say but I just have strong features I don't know what it is but I'm learning to love myself and even through that like people being mean has made me stronger I feel like I'm just getting armor for this war because yeah people are mean that's one thing about going online and people not believing you especially when your abuser has gained so much love from either people you know uh, children that they may have had or um, relationships they may have had it's not my fault that my abuser went through life as if what happened to me was just like a regular on a schedule Monday. For me, I have held this 16 years. In 16 years, I have been scared to live. I've been scared to feel. I have dated men with the perception of love that he my groomer made me feel so one bad relationship after another what helped what god put in my life is for my husband is he had the foundation of god and when i would backslide and i found him even backsliding like with him i was just like he's not gonna want me like i'm i just felt used i felt used up. i felt used through i just did after having that experience and you having sex for at so at such a young age you you do th do things that are regrettable you do things that bring up those shame wounds for me i had many of them and releasing all of that is true you carry those spirits with you carry that person's spirits with you and the fact that his has been hunting me this long i feel i feel that i was scared almost like of him of of the reactions i'm getting now but going through it and fighting it has made me it, it made me not want to be like a fighter it just made me really let go and let god like i really pray every night that i'm spirit led that my spirit leads me that my spirit of, is of god and that i'm listening correctly and that i'm pausing because i've developed this um i've always had adhd but knowing and getting older and learn, like discovering that you have adult adhd is a little bit different um but having this certain calmness even with that has been life-changing like what this post has been life-changing because it's landed me in a healing journey that I didn't think I needed to do for justice, for the truth. Um, I didn't realize that you need that. You need to ex you need to experience this to get on the other side. You need to go through the bad. So I'm gonna walk this walk. I'm gonna fight this fight, and whatever comes, I just know that like God, like God is in control. There's nothing I can do if He gives me a defamation. If He, if I see Him in court for my whatever, it's just what God has for me at that time. There's no way around it. There's no way under it. I am going through it, and I used to say it like I'm going through it, like I'm going through it, through it. But no, I want to go through this because on my end, there's no no evil. There's no evil, and the more I even pray for His family the more is revealed of wow okay he admitted it but then to say i'm fast and to say that i wanted certain things is totally disgusting a child cannot give consent of anything sexual and i've had people in my family that wanted me to speak up about it that wanted me not necessarily publicly but to them that like what's wrong with you why are you, what's going on why are you doing this why are you acting this way why are you being so sexual why did i feel like i needed to fill my cup up with just mess messy mess mess at such a young age and even to them it just the things i was doing looked fast and grown and you're grown you know those of you who come from a um black family you know you're you're grown you 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 think you know okay okay boo <laughs> life gonna show you and life did show me but i then still grow a forgiveness and a thankfulness for being put in the family that i was put in 
because there's so much resilience there there's so much healing that needs to be done and that is being done and god is working but also those experiences of anxiety and pain they are passed genetically to the infant and that infant ended up having me you know there's this whole bloodline riddled with anxiety that when it comes up that freeze mode will when you get ex that experience that your elder parent must have had you're gonna there's freeze mode i can tell my kid all day what grooming is what not to do when you're faced with someone who's trying to take you or kidnap you or um and groomers can be teachers and it doesn't stop with just girls like everyone i know are seeing all these women getting abuse charges for 15 year old boys and they know they cannot consent. That's disgusting. And I just hope to bring awareness to it all. That's the ultimate goal. If anything comes out of this, if I've helped one person, which, I mean, people have been writing me about how encouraging it was for them to speak out and how liberated they felt. So the people I have helped, I think that's, if it ends there, that's it. That's, that's, that's what I was supposed to do. And on to my next healing journey. <laughs> um, but I feel after this, what's healing is family. And more experiences with my own but I, I feel like the trauma that was there and being brought out of these wounds these wounds are being opened it's really it's dissolving shame wounds i'm realizing things about myself that i want to stay true to because that whole people pleasing and kind of personality whatever it's not a disorder because i've been told i don't have a personality disorder but the whole i i had the the switch that i had to like be happy around happy situations when i'm just like why am i dissociation why am i feeling this way why can't i be present why can't i dance how i want to why do i feel <laughs> stiff you know why is all this this happening that wasn't there before i used to have fun when i was a kid before that happened man i had fun and after 13 i did i started sleeping with men i started letting things happen to me that i didn't want to happen to me i just went through i went through life sleepwalking and being bad like it was it was horrible it's stuff that 13 14 15 16 17 year olds should not be doing and to forgive myself for all of that and to dissolve the shame wounds from those mistakes you realize not everything was your fault carry some you've been carrying this weight for so long it's time to hey you can, you can take 10 pounds of this i've been carrying 800 pounds of this <laughs> my whole life's here give it back to the abuser so you can have your light give that darkness that shade everything that's covering your purpose give it back to them if i have to come on here and encourage every week i will <laughs> because that's just where i'm at i'm at a stage where i just want to encourage how i feel and letting go doesn't necessarily mean forgetting i'm letting go on my own day-by-day -day healing process but and i'm not holding hatred in my heart for anyone but at the end of the day god does want his children to have justice <laughs> to feel his wrath to feel his love to see it to experience it to share it with the world and i told him a long time ago that i would obey and i would do whatever i needed to do and i started crying i was like what is it what is it? i kind of was like not telling me like i would pray and i knew something was coming i knew it i knew it was coming but i just stayed still i stayed the course i was like there's other things i'm dealing with my mother wound i'm healing and dissolving that i want to see her again i want her part of my children's life i want these things in my future those are the desires of my heart how can i get them and god's just like look unto you Get, what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean i was calling my aunts i was calling my uncle y'all know god he told me this what does god tell you <laughs> 
not realizing if you stay still for long enough in that question and his answers, if you sit long enough with your spirit, your spirit will tell you exactly what your purpose is if you listen when you yourself speak. If you're not in your head saying it, if you're not saying it for other people's um, pleasing, if you're saying it to be true with yourself and that brings in that comes with having accountability. When you do that, everything aligns like everything is aligning right now everything for me i um just wanted to get on here and share some of that i do want to end today with affirmation i saw earlier if i can get it and it's symbol it was just um from faith and child sexual abuse defender survivors.org most survivors feel somehow responsible for the abuse so it is important to talk to the survivor about justice and righteousness not forgiveness. And although I'm a Christian and I say forgive, we forgive at our own time right now. When you feel that urge to fight, fight, fight however, whatever way you can get justice. I didn't, I didn't know how bad I needed justice for my heart. I didn't know the righteousness that I carried. And I was just tired of being, I was tired of being scared of him. I was tired and when you get tired, when you get fed up, something about that energy that will just take over. Especially when you're praying for it. Like if you pray for things, they will have it happens. And I just kept praying. I kept praying for healing. And as I'm praying for healing, this this came about. So clearly I need to heal from it. Clearly there needs to be healing. So I thank everyone for listening. I thank everyone for supporting. Um, I don't know how things are gonna go. So I did take down, you know, certain things. <laughs> um, but I will put them back up as soon as I get the clear <laughs> to go ahead. So please keep following. Please keep watching. I'm not going to let you guys down. I'm going through this and I'm going to fight until there's nothing, until God tells me, okay, something else, someone else. But right now, it's my time. I feel that. It's my time. For so long, I let myself believe there was nothing special about me because of being used in that way and what's special about that. But what's special about that is the resilience that you gain to help others. And that's all, that's all that needs to be there is, for me at least, is helping others. Like I said, if nothing else comes from this, if I, and I did, I was like, if I help one person, that was one of my prayers. One person told me they help, I helped them. And I just felt more people. That's all I heard. I just felt it in my spirit. More people, more people, more people. Because how common, I mean, it's almost sickening to think about how common this is. And there needs to be some light through all this, through all this darkness. Everything we went through just can't be for nothing. It just can't. So again, thank you for listening to Dear Mama Hi Daddy podcast. If you want to follow me on my platforms on Instagram, it is Dear Mama Hi Daddy underscore podcast. Twitter, DMHD podcast and my tiktok is under dear mama hi daddy please follow me everything's linked in the um honestly please keep supporting me um subscribe follow like my youtube is jasmine lira l-i-r-a capital a but you'll be fine you'll be able to find me on my links in the bottom so thank you very much and have a great night have a great weekend um blessings to you and your family but the plan is to show you that i understand you all appreciate it.
cause it was fair. No love for my daddy cause the power wasn't there. He passed away and I didn't cry cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. They say I'm wrong in the office, but all along I was looking for a father, he was gone. I hung around with the thugs, and even though they sold drugs, they showed a young brother love. I moved out, started really hanging. I needed money of my own, so I started slanging. I ain't guilty, cause even though I sell, it feels good putting money in your mailbox. I love paying rent when the rent's due. I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you. Cause when I was low, you was there for me. You never left me alone because you cared for me. And I could see you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. Just working with the scraps you was given. And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. But now the road got rough, you're alone. You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own. And there's no way I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Cause through the drama I can always depend on my mama And when it seems that I'm hopeless You say the words that can get me back in focus When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me there are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me and all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on. There's no way I can pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. Century is coming, 20th century almost done. 
A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have not. Mainly us. We're going to get it together, right? I believe that. Listen. People be asking me all the time, yo, most, what's going to happen with hip hop? I tell them, you know what's going to happen with hip hop? Whatever's happening with us. If we smoked out, hip hop is going to be smoked out. If we doing all right, hip hop is going to be doing all right. People talk about hip hop like it's some giant living in the hillside, coming down to visit the townspeople. We are hip hop. Me, you, everybody, we are hip hop. So hip hop is going where we going. So the next time you ask yourself where hip hop is going, ask yourself, where am I going? How am I doing? And you get a clear idea. So if hip hop is about the people, and the hip hop won't get better until the people get better, then how do people get better? Well, from my understanding, people get better when they start to understand that they are valuable, and they're not valuable because they got a whole lot of money in because somebody think they sexy, but they're valuable because they've been created by God. And God makes you valuable, and whether or not you recognize that value is one thing. You got a lot of societies and governments trying to be God, wishing that they were God. They want to create satellites and cameras everywhere, make you think they got the all-seeing eye. I guess the last force was a too far off when they said that certain people got a God complex. I believe it's true. I don't get phased out by none of that. None of the helicopters, the TV screens, the newscasters, the satellite dishes. They just wishing. They can't never.